It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 707 at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful. Whatever you want to do, I will help you do it or not do it. You need an excuse. I will tell you what you can do to get out of that particular work. I told someone just now to dig up a tree, and I was really, really happy that I was not the one digging that tree up. If you have a weird, odd, natural phenomenon, we talked earlier this morning about witches' brooms and trees, about uh, wisteria seeds that are popping and scattering their seed all over the ground underneath wisteria vines. And if you have something weird that you want explained, I'll try to figure it out with you. My number is 404-872-0750. But first, Ashley Frasca and myself need to bring a little happiness into someone's lives. We have the weekend prize pack. Actually, we have two, Ashley, two weekend prize packs today, both the same. It includes four passes to Snow Mountain at Stone Mountain Park. Get that right, Snow Mountain at Stone Mountain Park, including a two-hour session on the snow tubing hill and all-day access to the snow play area. Snow Mountain is open weekends through February 24th. Save big on tickets at stonemountainpark.com. Do check the news because I believe Stone Mountain is going to be closed today, but that won't matter when you have these tickets because you can't pick them up until Monday anyway. That's a good point. You, you make yeah. a good point, and they're so, open until February 24th, sure, so you have a long time. Snow Mountain, bring the kids up there, have a lot of fun, two hours on the hill. That'll be fun, too. What caller wins? Right now, caller number three. Caller number three. Get it on, people. 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750. Be the third caller. And you get to go to Stone Mountain on our behalf. Tom in Atlanta joins us. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning. I wish I was the third caller. Yeah, yeah, it's fun going to the mountain. Round and around and around and around. I was sitting here thinking, should I hang up and call back? <laughs> no. Probably probably not. we got to get your flowers planted first, Tom. What do you want to do? Well, I'm not sure. Um, I, I'd like to plant something that I can plant right now. It's yeah. like an 8 by 12 uh, bed. I've got a, a little Japanese maple in there now and like two... Um, I can't even remember what they're called now, but they're like puny little bushes or shrubs. Right. Is it so, sun, shade? What's the exposure? It's uh, it's partial shade right. in the morning, Yeah, and then there's a tree next to it. So I would say just probably 50% in the summer. All right. Does it need just to be something evergreen or something to flower? What's your aim to... You know, evergreen would be nice. Maybe mix in some flowers, too. Yeah. Of course, we've, we've mentioned, seems like every weekend we talk about hellebores or Lenten rose, and they're blooming right now, and they're evergreen, too. So you've got two things right there in, the, in one plant, hellebore or Lenten rose, or Christmas rose is another variety of hellebore. And Pike Nursery has them on sale, I think, this week. They always have them, so that's one thing to think of, Tom. Um, let's see, what else is evergreen that would be fun out there? Pachysandra has uh, flowers on it, evergreen, grows you know, sort of as a ground cover through a flower bed. It wouldn't be your main focal point, but it would cover the ground and underneath other things, underneath the Japanese maple that you have already. So Pachysandra 
is a possibility. Uh, but w -W -W, what else would be fun out there? Hmm, just evergreen would be mondo grass, monkey grass. We don't want those. English ivy, not going to do that. Uh, what else could Tom plant this time of year? If you just want annual color, of course, you've got pansies, violas, uh, snapdragons. Um, ooh, heuchera. Oh, Tom, yeah, that's what you need right now. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, right. That's what most people say. What do you say? Heuchera. H E U C A C E R A. Heuchera. Heuchera. Uh, alum root is another name for it, but if you run over to Pike and say, I need some Huca something, Huca something, <laughs> they'll know what you're talking okay. about. But Heuchera comes, Tom, in a wide variety of foliage colors, red, orange, black, purple, uh, almost a greenish white. It is a gorgeous now, is plant. Is that an annual or a perennial? Perennial. And the big thing about making it perennial is to make it grow in a very loose soil. Uh, I wouldn't, I would even say if you want to have it really last a long time, is to dig a little area, foot by foot maybe, and fill it full of good quality potting soil and plant the heuchera in that. Because mine in the pots have done fabulously well for three, almost four years now. Heuchera is well worth your time to go look for. Okay. And what was that first one you suggested? Linton Rose. Hellebore is a science name. Linton Rose, if you want to call it that. Either way. Linton Rose and Heuchera, you got you got something going on. Awesome. All right. Well, that gave me uh, gave me a lot of options there. I may just get them all. Opportunity to spend money. That's what we like. Go right ahead. Pike Nursery is at your service. <laughs> awesome. Well, I've got one kind of close by, so yeah. I'll check them out today. Tom, thanks so much for calling. All right, thank you. You bet. We'll see you soon. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Tom's place. Dave is in, where is Cellar Creek, Dave? Cellar Creek, I'm sorry. Where is that? Cellar Creek. Uh, just south of Rome. Huh. Yeah, it's a little area between Rome and Rockmark. Uh, so. I heard of a, another place I'd never known before called Split Silk which is over near Between in Gwinnett County, over to the edge of the line there. Yeah, that's so, southern Floyd County. All right. So, so what's on, what, what have you done, Dave, that we need to correct? Well, I'm going to say, I've been sick because of what I did. Let me, let me preface it. About 15 years ago, I sodded my front yard uh, with Zorro variety of, of Zoysia. Got it. And I just absolutely love this sod. It's a fine blade. It looks like carpet, you know. I've, yeah. It's it's very thick, nearly weed free. Um, so anyway, I, as I've done for years, you know, I've burned some leaves kind of in a, a dead area near this side. Done it for years, never thought much of it. Went inside to get a drink, and <laughs> I looked outside my window, and my entire front yard was on fire. Aye. And so I went outside, grabbed a shovel, and smothered the burn line and it was literally a flash fire it what it did is an amber it was windy that day and it blew an amber into Got that it. side and as you know it's brown and, and dormant sure. so like the, crazy, the yeah. top of the the blades burned now there's there's a probably about two to three thousand square feet area that, that burnt and then there's a couple areas where it, it you know it seems to have burnt all, all the way to the soil, but for the most mm. part, most of the blade is left there. But I'm I'm scared to death that I've killed 
you know, the side. So my, my question is, what can I do? I normally put uh, pre-emergent yeah. nitrogen down this time of year, you know, the Scotch product. Um, so. All right. I have number one, good news. If you yeah. killed it, I doubt it. There's, I don't think there's much chance in the world you've killed the zoysia. In other words, okay. the, the brown stuff so burned off. Breathe yeah. now. Even I can though, breathe now. <laughs> yeah, even though it's sort of down close to the ground and blackened and looks ugly as all get, I doubt you killed the zoysia. The okay, other, on right. the other hand, you're really smart, Dave, to think, man, I probably should put a pre-emergent out because that zoysia bare ground is going to be just wonderful germination spot for weed seeds to come and, and germinate. And so I would, yeah, be sure to put a pre-emergent down because anything that's out there, it's that nice blackened soil is warm. It's very warm, and then the, that's why the zoysia will probably green up faster than you've ever seen it before this year. So the yeah. ugliness of the black right now will be sort of transformed to the green that you'll have earlier than anyone else's zoysia in your neighborhood. So um, it will probably use a application of pre-emergent the first week of March is certainly then to put it out. I would not put any fertilizer at all on it, Dave, until the zoysia is greened up pretty well. It needs to be at least 70, if not 90% green. Don't do anything earlier than that. Um, okay. and again, the black's going to be ugly, but that's <laughs> That's what you get for burning leaves and going inside. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's going to be green. It's not going to die. I don't think you don't have any any worries about that. Okay. Now, now, question: the the pre-emergent I use has got some nitrogen in it. Mm -hmm. So, is there another product? Yeah, that halts. Have nitrogen. Yeah, H A L T S. Halts is a brand name that comes straight straight pre-emergent in the bag. <clears throat> I can't remember the product that Pike uses, but I think Pike has a pre-emergent product as well that does not have any fertilizer in it either. So one or the other, get something that does not have fertilizer in it, put it out first week of March. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Good news. Thank you, sir. You bet, Dave. Thanks for calling. Be careful, my friends. A little bitty breeze, a little bitty fire of leaves, and all of a sudden the whole front yard, <clears throat> as Dave found out right there. In the next half hour, HB wants to transplant blueberries. Matthew has a shaded yard. He's a grass selection. And Zach in Waleska needs to move his eight-foot-tall peach tree. Our phone number is 404-872-0750. We'll be back after this. For 25 years, he's helped millions of Georgians. Congratulations to Walter Reeves, celebrating a silver anniversary here on WSB. Wake them up music right there. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security today. Partly cloudy, dry, high, almost 60 degrees this afternoon, low of 44 tonight. Tomorrow, slight chance of a light shower early, high of 60 degrees tomorrow, 43 overnight. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. HB has been waiting for several minutes here. Now he's on the air. HB, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hi, Walter. how can I help? My sycamore tree has grown too big and is shady, shading some of my blueberry plants. All right. So I want to move them. They're about 12, 14 years old, mm. um, maybe two or three canes, about five feet high. Okay. What does my ball look like and what should I do? 
I would cut out the tallest of the canes, but I would cut it down to six inches, eight inches maybe tall. The reasoning for that is I do not want you to shear the whole blueberry before you transplant because all the buds at the tips of the branches are the ones that will say, grow more roots. You shear them off. You have little control over how much root ball growth happens, and it's going to be less rather than more. So if you want to shorten it and make it a little less uh, bulky and you know, just make it easier to work with, I'd prune out the tallest of the canes. If it's three or four or five, you prune out the tall one, leave the rest of them alone so they have the buds to control root growth. Uh, the root ball HP, man, it's not going to be deep. It's going to be wide, of course. Soak it down real good. The ground is soft right now anyway, but go out and soak it down real good one night, maybe tonight. Start digging tomorrow. It'll be about three feet out is about where you'll find most of the roots will be massed, and beyond that you can lose those, but in between three feet out and the trunks where most of the roots will be, dig underneath, move it around, drag it around some other place, and put it in the ground. Walter, when you say three feet out, are you talking about a diameter of yeah. six or a... A radius of three. A ra both. <laughs> a radius oh, of three or diameter of six. Good. But the good Ooh. news is you can wash while it's in place there, HB. You can take a water hose or a nozzle and just squirt and wash a lot of that soil off the root mass where it is rather than having to try to lift, because you can imagine how heavy that would be. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going yeah. You can make it into a more of a bare root, six-foot-tall, five-foot-tall blueberry, and just move it that way rather than trying to drag all that dirt around it's not going to matter if it's a bare root it's not going to matter if you move it pretty quickly to the new place it'll be fine and how deep should my new hole be no deeper I mean, than the root ball well, uh, okay so if uh, what, what am i expecting to go down am i expecting to go down about a foot or two feet I, no no more than a foot it right. might be 10 okay. inches it won't be okay. deep it won't be deep Thank you, Walter. In the new place during maybe today, what's warm this afternoon, you dig the new place, add some peat moss to it to sort of help it to acidify the soil. You don't know what the acidity is, and peat moss always seems to help a little bit on acidity. And get her soaked down real good and move it tomorrow. Thank you, sir. HB is great talking to you. Thanks for calling. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take HB's place. Don't forget, if you go to my website, WalterReeves.com, you get details about subscribing to our electronic newsletter. Ashley and I work every week to make sure that everybody knows about that. Every two weeks it comes out, has details and pictures and all sorts of problems that people have. And it is fun and it's free at WalterReeves.com. Follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, Pinterest. Lots of stuff there as well. 404-872-0750. Doug and Lawrence from Matthew and Griffin, Zach and Waleska. Hang on, we'll be with you right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Excuse me, 7.35 and 39 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful. Ashley Frasco, are you near the microphone right now? Is she? No, she's not. We'll talk about Ashley. We'll talk about Devon in just a minute, though. I want to talk about her her event for Devon Gales, because it sounds like a lot of fun. Let's go to the phones, then. We've got uh, Matthew Griffin, who joins us. Hey, Matthew, good morning. 
Hey, sir, how you doing this morning? Hey, Matthew, I'm doing great. What can I do for you? Well, uh, I've got a quick question. Um, I have a uh, yard that's pretty well shaded. I mean, really, really heavily shaded. The canopy is really thick yeah. uh, when it's spraying in the summer full swing. Yep. I was just trying to get a grass that was really that'll take um, and, and kind of flourish in that. And I, I was having a hard time. I kind of just did some research on the Internet. We didn't really find very much uh, information. Yeah. There are completely information. I just want to kind of see what you thought. Ooh, Matthew, when you say heavily shaded, that doesn't doesn't bode well for any grass. Uh, how okay. heavily shaded do you think, Matthew? How many hours of direct sunshine does it get? Uh, when it when the when it's when everything is when all the trees are fully uh like uh, all the leaves and everything have come all the way out, it's not very much. It's more like um pretty much like living in a in a shade, like in the shadow most yeah. of the time. So you don't have very much direct sunlight at all. Mm-hmm. Matthew, either take a tree out and give you a pool of sunshine in the in the yard back there, or think okay. of something else. I mean, I know that seeds are sold as shade mixture seed. It has a lot of fescue in it usually, maybe some creeping red fescue, maybe some chewing fescue in it too. And fescue itself grows pretty well in shade at these probably four hours, five maybe, of direct sunshine to really thrive. And the other okay. kind of fescues, the, heart, the um, creeping red fescue and the chewing fescue and the other different kinds of those little fine-bladed fescues, boy, they don't like the heat in the summertime. They fade out in the summer. So you yeah. can try, if you want to, Matthew, one of the shade blends with the blends of fescues and hard fescues in, in it, but without a lot of sunshine, without at least four hours of sunshine, Matthew, you don't have much chance of having a good grassy lawn that doesn't have weeds in it all the time because the grass just fades in the shade. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and the other question, just one other question I had was, the soil is um, it's pretty much almost like clay. Yeah. Is there anything I'm going to have to really do to that to kind of break it up and aerate it and... Somebody needs to go loosen it somehow, Matthew, a... Tiller, <laughs> one afternoon just before you plant the seed. If you're going to plant the fescue seed, the time to do that is eh, early to mid-March, sort of depending on what Kirk says the weather's going to be for the next couple of weeks. If Kirk says okay. gradual warming trend, then Matthew, go to find a rental place and find a tiller and till as deeply as you're able. But I know there's going to be a lot of tree roots that you're going to have to dig over, and yeah. it won't do a lot of damage to the tree, I don't think, but... Be a little careful when you get close to the trunk of the tree. Don't put the tiller right close to the trunk and bang those roots up too badly. But loosening the ground will do a lot to make the grass last as long as it wants to in that situation with low, sh low sunshine. Okay. I appreciate it, Walter. Thank you very much. Good luck, with it, Matthew. Thank you for calling. Good luck. He will need it. Zach's up in Waleska, Georgia, and joins us. Hey, Zach. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Zach. I'm all right. What you got? Well, I have about an eight or ten foot tall peach tree, and it's not one solid trunk. There's actually about four or five little saplings that are just growing real close together. Uh huh. Uh, and right now, it's growing right in between about three or four hundred foot tall pine trees. Mm. And so, I'm wanting to move it out so it can get more sun, so it can grow a little bit better. Uh, but I don't know like how big a hole I need to dig to make sure I get enough roots out yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, the hole I need to dig for the new the new hole for it. 
Have you had peaches on it before, Zach? Oh yeah, we get we get a few peaches off it every year. Okay. We get probably about ten ten or twelve peaches off it a year, but like I said, it's small and shaded, so yeah, they could probably produce a lot better in the sunshine. Sure, I think like a caller what two or three uh, minutes ago that we talked about moving his blueberry. Same sort of thing with a peach. I would take off one tall, the tall part of it a little bit, but don't shear it. Uh, dig around it. Wash as much dirt as you can off the root ball just to make it easier to drag from one spot to another and go to it. This, weekend's, this, this weekend is still the great weekend for transplanting shrubs, trees, or anything you care to do. And the reason I was asking, Zach, if you had peaches on it before, because if you're satisfied that it has fruited and done pretty well for you, that's that's fine for me. If you'd never had peaches on it, I'd almost say the better use of your time and money is to go buy another peach tree and plant it in a new sunny place and not try to move this one. But if you've had peaches and liked yeah. them, move, move okay. it around. That's fine. Uh, well, the spot that I'm going to be moving it to is going to be near a small blueberry patch that we have. Yeah. How far away should I do it from those blueberries so we can still get blueberries on those as well? Oh, I would say, you know, 8 to 10 feet. The peach will spread out when it's mature. In the sun, peaches will spread out 8 eight or 10 feet, and that's, you know, that'll give enough room for the blueberries to have sunshine the peach to have all the sunshine it needs without competing with each other. So 8 to 10 sounds good to me. All right, thank you. Zach, it's great talking to you. Thanks for calling. 404, well, uh, you know the phone number. Let's see who we've got in here, too. Doug is out in Lawrenceville. He's been waiting for several minutes. Let's go with Doug. Hey, Doug. Morning. Morning. How are you? I'm all right. What's going on? I've got a, um easement that I have to maintain, a sewer easement that I have to maintain, and it's about 10 foot by about 120 foot, mm. and it's relatively shaded, and yeah. I was trying to look for a good ground cover, and somebody had suggested Vinca. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hmm. the concern I have is I don't want to put something in that's going to spread like uh, kudzu or something like yeah. that. Um, is, is it sloped? Do you have an erosion problem or anything we need to worry about that, Doug? Well, it's about that that ten foot. Well, after it gets out ten foot, then it tapers down to the early parts of the Yellow River. Um, and so there is a, quite a slope, but hmm. I, there's already there's already some ground cover on that slope. I haven't had any erosion issues there, okay. um, but I just want to put something on that flat portion. I just put a new wall in, took out railroad ties, and put a new stone wall in. Okay. And I just I want to I want to try to cover that bottom area. The vinca is not a bad choice as far as the ground cover goes. But I'm just I'm not sure it's going to hold very well if you have much water running over it, running down the slope, or anything like that. So. That's why I was asking what the erosion potential is is there. One plant that sure would grow pretty nicely in most of the shade that you described, Doug, is, is regular monkey grass. Just get some monkey grass in somebody's backyard or several neighbors' backyards and transplant clumps of that in. That's one possibility is monkey grass. Um, what else would take some erosion back there? I'm trying to think of oh, and this area. This ten foot area is flat, just flat. Okay. So I don't know that there would be a whole lot of erosion because that wall will stop any water from up coming down uh, from the house okay. down to the wall. That'll stop most of the ero any erosion there. Okay. It, it really is pretty flat area. So. Well, in that case, let's go back to the vinca. Not a bad choice if there's no erosion. 
Vinca's not a bad. Is it a relative? Is Vinca relatively low? Profile? Yes. Oh yeah. Gosh, Vinca's six inches maybe. It's not high okay. at all. And you don't have to go in and trim it or anything else. Is it perennial? So once oh, I yeah, get there, very I much. To... So it has nice, pretty little blue flowers in the spring. Um, nothing wrong with it, as far as I know. The um, there's two kinds of vinca. There's a large leaf and a small leaf. And if the one were to be more invasive, I would judge the large leaf vinca to be the more invasive ones. In other words, it's a little more enthusiastic, shall we say, about growing. But in your situation, consider the large leaf one. But the, I know the small leaf one would be fine. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay, super. All right. Thanks, Walter. Vinca Minor. That's what we want. Vinca Minor. Vinca Minor Vinca is a small minor. leaf. Vinca Major is the large leaf one. Okay. All right. Super. All right. Thank you so much. You bet, Doug. Thanks for calling. 404-872-0750. Ashley, are you there near the microphone? Now, there she is. Hey, tell me more about the Devon Gales event that you're working with. Oh, thank you for letting me talk about that. Sure. Um, Devon Gale, Southern yeah. University player from Baton Rouge that was paralyzed, partially paralyzed um, in the game against UGA back in like September of 2015. Yeah. So I was brought on by fellow Bulldog alumni who, after Coach Richt left to go coach Miami, we needed to pick up the ball and continue the fundraising efforts for this young man. So um, we've been working on the Build for Devon campaign to raise money to build him a handicap accessible home. Right. That has started. It should be wrapped up by summer. The home's beautiful. It's in Jefferson, Georgia. So we still need some funds for that. And Curahee Home Builders are the ones kind of leading the charge on the house. So what we're doing is a fundraiser in Lawrenceville, not this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, but no. next Sunday, February 10th, okay. um, at 550 Trackside in Lawrenceville. $40 a ticket. Companies can sponsor a table for nice. 600 and that's a table for 10 It's a Mardi Gras theme. We're calling it Party Gras for Devon. So Mardi Gras theme, really good Cajun food. There's going to be live bands, including Hondo, you know, our coworker, oh, right, right, right. Neil Williamson, sure. his wife, Lily Rose. She performs in Decatur and all throughout Atlanta. She'll oh. be there. So it's going to be a good time. So, yeah, everyone is invited to come out to this fundraiser and support this young man. Right. Devon will be there. His family's going to be there, and they are great, great, great people. Devon particularly seems like such a nice guy to be such with. Such a good guy. And yeah. he's now, I think, 23, 24 years old and just has such a good, inspiring attitude about all of it. And he's such a smart young man. So we've been working pretty closely together since last April. And I'm having the time of my life planning this fundraiser. It's almost <laughs> like planning a wedding, but it's so much fun. Yeah. And so that is not... Super Bowl Sunday, not tomorrow, but the 10th of February. Yep, trackside. the evening of February 10th in Lawrenceville, 550 Trackside. 550 Trackside there, and details can be found where? They can buy tickets and go ahead and get registered at buildfordevon.com. And Devon is D-E-V-O-N, buildfordevon.com. Build for Devon. All right, got that. Ashley, thanks so much for your hard work and your good stuff that you do for him and for the rest of the world, including your traffic work as well. And you and I, fellow Bulldogs, and fellow I mean, Bulldog, Bulldog Nation, comes together, do they not? <laughs> Indeed it does. Thanks, Ashley. It's 747. We'll be back after this. It's a silver anniversary. 25 years of Walter Reeves and the Lawn and Garden Show, right here on WSB. I beg your pardon.
roses are on sale at Pike Nursery. I might have put that in there too as well. We'll have a class on growing roses. Mickey and I will talk about it a little bit later this morning. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Partly cloudy today, high almost 60 degrees, low 44 tonight. Tomorrow, 30% chance of a light shower early, high of 60, low of 43. Full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Let's see here. Yogi in Lawrenceville joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Yogi, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Walter? I'm doing fine. Yogi, what's going on? Girl, all right. So I've got a, about a 5,000 square feet uh, backyard with standard Bermuda grass. Yeah. And I feel like every two years I'm switching out companies because they start out effective removing weeds and then it just goes downhill. Okay. And I'm done spending all that money. So from your background, do you have any kind of homemade solution that, you know, I can make or perhaps I can mix and just go out there and get rid of all this weed myself? No. And Yogi, I'll tell you I'll tell you why. Many of the homemade solutions that I see passed around on the internet are actually more harmful to plants than they are helpful. And they're yeah, of course you can get really strong vinegar, not the regular household vinegar, but really strong industrial vinegar. You can spray that on weeds, it'll kill them, sure. But it's dangerous acid to be messing with anyway when you get the industrial uh, industrial acetic acid. There are soaps that kill weeds, but the soaps are not the ones you find like Dawn or you know Ivory Liquid or something like that. The soaps that kill weeds are very specifically chemically made to kill weeds and not to, well, they will hurt grasses and things like that around, but you don't want to use just your regular household dish detergent kind of stuff. I saw a friend last night, and uh, my friend Rhina Yogi was talking about Dawn liquid, Dawn dishwashing detergent. And she said, you know, the reason a lot of people think that Dawn is this magic ingredient is because we saw the advertisement many years ago when they had a big oil spill. And they mentioned that Dawn detergent was used to wash the oil off the ducks and the birds and the things like that. And I said, yeah, that's why people think that Dawn is a magic solution. But Dawn dishwashing liquid does great for your dishes, great for you know what it's supposed to do, but it's not anything you'd ever put on your lawn, your ornamentals, your anything else to kill bugs, to kill weeds, or anything like that. So, Yogi, if you want to kill the weeds, um, if you want to do it organically, on my website I have some sources of organic weed killers that are commercially made, not ones you mix up yourself. And if you don't want to do it organically, of course, you got the regular, you know, Bayer and Bonide and Ortho, things like that. But I don't recommend using your own homemade solutions, Yogi. They just don't sometimes give you the results you want, and they can hurt more than they help. So I don't recommend any of them. Is there any particular, uh, I mean, uh, vendor that I should go to that, you know, you know from your experience, you know, are very effective? Because I just feel like I keep changing them every couple of years. Safe, you know, and safer insecticidal and herbicidal soap works well. S-A-F-E-R, safer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Natria, N-A-T-R-I-A, Natria. As a matter of fact, Yogi, if you want to go, and other listeners too may want this too, if you go to my website, type that one word. I think it's the only page on my website that uses the word Natria, N-A-T-R-I-A, Natria. And that'll take you to the page that has all of the organic weed killers that are commercially made, tested, they do what they're supposed to do, tell exactly what they can and can't do. But use the word natria as a search word on my website, and that'll take you to the organic 
organically manufactured insect and weed killers. That's what I would do, I think. But as far again as making some formula out of household vinegars and dishwashing stuff and all that, no, do not. I don't recommend any of them. It's 7.57 at News Talk WSB. Susan has pansies that look like horrible right now. She wants to know what she can do about that. Scott in Atlanta has a sasanqua. What when to prune the sasanqua camellia? And Gerald in Jasper, is there a technique to pruning blueberry bushes? They'll be with us in the next half hour, as well as Martin Levine from the North Atlanta Home Show. We'll talk to him about that after the 8 o'clock hour as well. We'll be back right after news.